Welcome back to The Broncast, the podcast all about the Ford Bronco. I'm your host, John Melton. I'm Donnie Whiteman. We are two Bronco enthusiasts who own Broncos. We work on Broncos and just love talking about the Ford Bronco from generation one all the way through generation six. Our sponsor for today's episode is Tom's Off-Road. Tom's Off-Road has every part that you need to fully restore a Ford Bronco. In this episode, we're going to talk about, well, we got so much feedback from our how to buy a cheap Bronco. I think we got more mail than any of our episodes before that. So, um, and then we actually came across someone that bought a cheap Bronco and we'll introduce him in just a little bit, but we wanted to talk about that because it was just so fitting and the timing is perfect. Yep. Yep. We might even uh, look at some old Facebook articles of, uh, of cheap Broncos on the, uh, the interwebs there. Oh, we did that last time. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, in this episode, we're going to announce the winner of the Tom's Off-Road $500 gift card that we've been teasing everyone about, dangling in front of you. So uh, we did a, um, you had to enter to win and you got to do all these things. And um, so we finally picked a winner. You guys did great uh, applying or applying for that i don't know submitting your entering entering thank you words (laughs) (laughs) words so uh so yeah we'll do that at the end of the end of the episode but uh but yeah what's been going on what have you been doing this week oh i took uh let's see two trucks we stripped them down to the bare chassis so one body's just sitting in there on a wood pallet and the other one i mean it was gone but i took a plasma cutter to it and uh, nice. it's art now. <laughs> if anybody needs a fender or a windshield and a grill, or I think yeah. we've got like a couple of those now where the trucks were just rusted in half. Matter of fact, they, they were bowed up in the middle like a cat at Halloween. That's how bad these things are. Frames are rusted, but you know, you got to start with the VIN. So, yeah. but we, um, we had two trucks that uh, we set the bodies off of and we had to take wiring harness, fuel lines, brake lines, everything off the chassis, motor mounts, transmission mount and get the suspension off and everything, and they're going to, well, tomorrow morning I'm taking them off to get them sandblasted or media blasted. Oh, cool. So that's that, that was a solid week's worth of work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stripping it all down, two trucks. That's a lot. So you're going to keep the frames and build build on them? Yeah. So you can get uh, frame horn ends. I think they're like $139 shipped to your house. You get okay. uh, the four ends that are look like factory. Found those on uh, eBay. And then... Don't remember where exactly. Yeah. And then um, Tom's Off-Road makes some of the mounts, like the body mounts, and they make the rear shock mounts. Cool. And those are typically the rustiest part of the Bronco. I don't know why the rear shock mounts, like, turned into paper flakes. Um, the plating did. So, anyway, um, we've got some of those coming in. But, yeah, we're ideally, we want to try and work with these chassis because they're original Bronco chassis. And, yeah, we put brand-new bodies on them, but... Um, I just, I like the look of an original chassis. We, we've got a throttle down custom chassis in the back that we're going to use for another build. But yeah. um, if I can use the original chassis, it's not rusted in half. We're going to do what we can. Yeah. So you're, you're putting, you know, the, the sh- rear shackle mounts just back on because they rusted, not because you're like moving the shackle, not moving the leaf springs or anything like no, that. No, it was just the shock mounts. But, oh, the shock um, mounts. Yeah. Those are the ones that, that, for whatever reason, seem to rust the worst. Oh, um, gotcha. But probably because the tires throw the stuff right onto it. Um, oh, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Because they're in line with the tire. 
whereas the spring mounts are inboard. Um, but yeah, we're going to use the original chassis. I just think that's, you know, you can do all kinds of cool stuff. You can flake them with that multicolored metal or you can do them gloss black or you can paint them to match your truck. But yeah, so, uh, but again, like you said, you know, it'd be nice if they were wider so yeah. you could do more. But yeah. So are you going to paint them? What These, are you gonna... One's going to get like a splatter paint. Looks oh. like a, I think Velocity does this on theirs. It looks really cool. It's like a multicolor gray. Um, like an old thermos bottle. Do you remember those old oh, Aladdin yeah. thermoses? They were green and they were like splattered metal, but yep. they now have that in different shades of gray. Uh, they have in all kinds of colors, but we're just going to do the gray on one. The other one will be like a semi-gloss black. Cool. Yeah, that's what I did on mine. I did the powder coat gloss or semi-gloss black. Yeah, that frame looks amazing. It looks great. Yeah, yeah, it looks nice. I almost wish that I would have gone with a color though just because it's like you put all this work into it and then you drop a body on you can't see any of it under there you know it's just like all blacked out so i'm like oh man i should have put some like cool accent colors or something like that I might go back and and maybe do maybe oh do i don't know you did your you did the undercoating you wrapped or lined it that's uh, true the color of the the truck bo- boxwood green so yep. i think the frame's really gonna pop against the green i, I think that's it's super true. cool we did the last truck uh, that left. That's going on one of these frames. We did. Uh, we mixed in oxide red with oh. the tenable Raptor lining, so it's going to look original, like the. Yeah. Uh, it looks like red primer, right? But it's actually Raptor lining, and uh, I'm kind of excited because the truck's white. It's going to have this red bottom. It'll have a black frame, so it's going to look very original. But then, the, is it going to be red under the fence, like uh, the inner? Inner fender? The rear inner fender is. Okay. The front one will be white to match the truck, okay. which is how they, they did it. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. They split the the undercoating um, not halfway up the firewall, but really closer to the bottom, and, and they would overspray uh, white paint onto the undercoating and um, or sometimes the red onto the white. So, like, if you're looking for an original Mustang, which would have also had the red undercoating... Um, you look for the overspray marks to see if it was, it's never been repainted. Like, cause huh. the factory, they didn't tape stuff off. They just sprayed it. Wow. Like around the bottom of the rockers. Yeah. That's super cool. That's really cool. Oh, and uh, I started an Instagram thingy or whatever you call that. <laughs> yes. An Instagram thingy. That is what the cool kids call it these days. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> So it was important. Yep. Uh, I'm not super high tech here. So I have Rachel who uh, helps me do all the postings and stuff. And nice. I just have to send her pictures and or videos and tell her what it is. And, and Josh actually helps take some videos. But yeah, nice. so this way people can follow along with like the build we were just talking about, the white Bronco with the red undercoating. Um, you can follow that build from start to finish, but um it's not like watching a video, though. Instagram's very different. Very different, yes. <laughs> and what is your Instagram handle? Oh, it's uh, Dreamweaver Donnie. Dreamweaver, D-R-E-A-M-W-E-A-V-E-R. Yep. Donnie, D-O-N-N-I-E. Yep, that's it. There you go. Dreamweaver Donnie. Follow Donnie on Instagram. And, Instagram uh, Faber. Harass him. Uh, <laughs> harass his, his posts. Everyone comment on his posts. So he gets all the love, all all the love, all the good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, friend me. Friend him, yes. <laughs> On Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, cool. Moving on. Um, we've got some upcoming Bronco events uh, down down the road here. Getting into we're in August right now, but getting into September, uh, we start getting some of these uh, Bronco events. Um, Super Celebration West, September fifth through the ninth. This is put on by Bronco Driver Magazine. This is a great event. Um, totally different. We have Super Celebration East, or maybe they call it Tennessee Supercell Tennessee, um, and uh, that is kind of like a bunch of people hanging out in a field for a couple days. Um, but Super Celebration West, this is one of the events that I really want to bring my Bronco to because it's like there's some just awesome trail rides. Awesome. They go out on some really cool trails. Uh, I think Mosquito Pass gets up to, you know, 10,000, 11,000 feet. Um, and, uh, maybe even higher than that, 12,000 feet. Like it's just, it's a lot of fun and, uh, and you know, not super difficult trails by any means. I think there are some tougher trails that you could go on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just really cool event. And, uh, they do a lot of a lot of wheeling, a lot of driving, and you know it's different. Like people don't come to the event just to hang out all day, you know, and so it's just different than than your Super Celebration East. Uh, but I like that. Um, and then September twentieth through the twenty third is the Oklahoma Classic Bronco Roundup. Now you'd think for Oklahoma they would have their their Bronco Roundup in Oklahoma, but not the Oklahoma Classic Bronco Roundup. No, they have it in Air, in Arkansas. I almost said Arizona. They have it in Arkansas. Um, <laughs> it's not uh, confusing at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that is September 20th through the 23rd. Great wheeling event. A um, uh, lot of, a lot of um, good wheeling. Like that's a, it's a great, great park. Um, and uh, it's a great off-roading event. We have, uh, and after that, we have Ford Fest. Yeah. So Ford Fest is September 28th to October 1st. So it's like a three-day event. Um, what's really cool is last year they were there. There were the two Bigfoot trucks, which are like, you know, a Gen 2 Bronco, only huge. And huge. Uh, there's two. One's driven by Darian, and the other one's driven by Rebecca Schnell and their husband and wife. And she's sitting there watching him have all the fun. She goes... <laughs> let me drive. And then, so they ended up building two trucks and they both do stuff. And they, it's really cool to see two big foots rolling around. And yeah. last year we got our picture with them. Remember we yes. lined our trucks up and, uh, lined the Broncos up in front of it, in front of the big, it was, it's just massive. It's like a yeah. building. Um, but yeah, they literally do wheelies in these things. They look like <sighs> RC cars. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I ho hopefully they're going to be there again this year. So yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that it is a great event, and it's not just uh, you know all, another event where you just sit in a field. Like there is so much going on. They have a drag strip, they have a drift course, they have um, yeah the off road course. Which if you buy an off road ticket, we were looking at the price of the off road tickets, um, one hundred twenty five, one hundred fifty bucks. And it's a three-day ticket, and you get to take your Bronco actually on and you know on the off-road course. And there's there's other stuff that comes with it as well. But super cool event. Uh, Donnie and I will both be there for the the whole thing. So even if you just get a spectator pass, which I think is twenty-five bucks for the day, come out and see us and hang out with us um, at the uh, at the little off-road world up the, up on the hill. Well, and the three-day pass, uh, even at one hundred twenty-five or the more you sign up for it, can be a little more, a little less. It's uh, your truck, you, and a passenger. So really, 
you could just about split that in half. But yeah, so we're going to take our trucks on the track this year. We didn't last year. Yeah. Um, but this year we'll, and you can just drive around the track. It's, you know, um, I mean, there are people that get air. The Hoop DX cars are out there, which if you don't know what those are, they're Crown Vicks that are lifted <laughs> with off-road tires. It's a whole gang. It's a thing. Yep. Uh, the um, Ford Raptors were there. Yeah. The tour trucks. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Um, so I have to put a roll cage and a three-point seatbelt in my truck before I can take it on the course. So for us early Bronco guys, we need a roll cage and a three-point like at least a three-point seatbelt. Yeah. So if I get that done, can we make it put a little money on um, who whoever gets the best time around the track? How about best video? Best video. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if I roll it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Facial expressions. Yeah. Uh, that means we. I have to get my truck done. Yeah. But it, what's funny is if you have a new Bronco. Yeah. Like you just go on the course, like because right. it's already got a roll cage. It's yeah. like a legit off-road vehicle. You have to wear a helmet, but I think they have a couple helmets, or you can borrow a helmet from someone. So, all right, if if both of our trucks are there, hundred bucks to the the fastest time. Yeah, I got nothing to lose. <laughs> I mean, your truck, your truck's my, gonna be way nicer than mine. No, it's not. Like <laughs> that old three hundred two. I think I have one hundred and twenty-five horsepower. Like. <laughs> It's not gonna. It's not gonna be moving compared to yours. That'll be fun. All right, deal. You guys heard it. You got it. You heard it here. John threw it down. Throwing it down. If anyone else wants to bet, Donnie will take your bet. <laughs> Josh will take the money. Josh, yeah. the producer. <laughs> well, uh, this episode, what we were talking about is um, so you bought a cheap Bronco. Now what? And uh, so I thought it would be fun to call uh, Michael Seymour. Um, I met Michael, you've known Michael for a while. I met Michael um, on YouTube. Like he actually reached out to me and he has a YouTube channel, uh, Garage Topics. And uh, he was like, hey, I just bought a Bronco. And so we started talking through that. And I just thought it would be fun. Um, and we, we talked about it and we thought it'd be fun to reach out to Michael and just kind of get him on the phone to, hear a little bit of his story and hear some of the trials and, you know, just kind of hearing, you know, what it's like to buy a Bronco. Yeah, it's perfect. We talked about buying a cheap, a cheap Bronco and now we found someone and it's like, let's get a real story yeah. about like, what did he get? How yeah. much did he pay? What did he get? And did he get what he thought he got? You know, that kind of thing. So yeah, let's give him a buzz. Yeah. Welcome, Michael, to the broadcast. Hey, uh, you know, we got to ask, do you like the show? Wait, d don't ask him that. <laughs> right. uh, uh, does my life depend on the answer? <laughs> we no. might hang up on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are. Are you a DIYer or a PAYer? I'm a DIYer. I feel like as I get older, I'm becoming a PIYer in sorts, but <laughs> need the money tree to keep producing for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, where are you from? So, long story short, I'm originally from Australia, um, but I spent most of my life in the United States. Nice. Uh, I currently, currently live in Kentucky. Okay. So you're a Kentucky-Australian. Yes. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, and um, 
you have an interesting Bronco story. Um, kind of how did that begin? What what was it about the Bronco that was drawing you in? So fortunately, unfortunately, when I first moved to the United States, um, my stepdad had a 1975 Ford Bronco that was his daily driver. This was back in 2001, and he had owned that thing for 10 plus years. And I learned how to drive on that Bronco. I um, learned how to work on a vehicle for the first time with that Bronco. So that's where the bug came from. That's cool. That's awesome. So um, what was going through your head when you listened to our previous podcast about how to buy a cheap Bronco? Well, so my dad sold that Bronco in 2008. It was a running, driving, uncut Bronco, no rust for $4,500. And so I've been chasing them ever since, but unfortunately the chase has followed with the price increases since then. So um, every year the pricing changes for what a quote unquote cheap Bronco is from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. For sure. What were what were you looking for, like, when you say cheap Bronco? Like, what were some of the things that you were looking for where you were like, okay, I could live with this, but I wouldn't be able to live with this? In my mind, I really wanted a running and driving example. That way I could maneuver it around, like, in and out of the garage or onto a trailer, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't want significant rust because I knew what that came with. So I thought I was making good decisions with buying one, but... Um, I found out that my eyesight is not very good for finding rust. What'd you, what, so explain what you ended up finding. So um, the issue with deals is that you have to act quickly. Most of the deals I've found in the past were across the country. Uh, I live in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and Nashville is less than an hour away. So I was eating dinner and looked at my Facebook classifieds, and recommendations show up there from time to time. And a 1973 Ford Bronco Ranger uncut running and driving showed up in my Facebook marketplace feed that had posted 20 minutes prior for a very reasonable price, I thought. Wow. <laughs> so you stood up in the restaurant and said, yes. <laughs> I, 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 was at, I was eating at, with my family and my wife knows I'm crazy and thankfully somehow allowed this, but I was like, I, I've, I've got to go. And I literally stopped <laughs> eating grabbed my checkbook and just drove. I didn't even bring my trailer with me. I just drove to try to get there quickly. Wow. So as a timeline, this was six o'clock. I was in Nashville suburbs, 730, um, looking over the Bronco right before it got dark. During my time inspecting the Bronco, the guy's phone was going nuts. So people like offering significantly more than his asking price promising to be there by 2 a.m. with a trailer oh yeah um I, it, it sometimes you can sense that that was a sales tactic but i, I saw it <laughs> happening so it, it was not um, um I, when i got there it was in a garage it was somewhat well lit um i did find some rust in the passenger a pillar yep. but the deal was so good that i was like worst case if this is too much i could at least break break even at this point just get it and take it back and inspect it and go from there. So were you able to load it up? Did, did, did ran in or did you, uh, how'd you get it home? Yeah. So I thought my memory serves me correct. This was a Wednesday. Um, I left a deposit check and signed a bill of sale with him and took photos of it and shook hands. And he was, I thankfully his word was good. I came back Friday, um, after lunch with a truck and trailer and we were, I was able to drive it up onto the trailer, which I never thought would happen with the price point I got it for. But yeah. 
drove right up there. Wow. That's crazy. So, um, when you, when you got it, I mean, what was, what was the initial plan as you're thinking through, okay, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. What, what were you thinking through? Oh, so at first I was like, I'm just going to clean it up some because it, it, the previous owner had owned it since 1994, but unfortunately passed away in 2021. And so I bought it in 2022. And so his friend was the one selling it for his family. So it had set underneath of a tree for a while. So it was pretty musty. Uh, so I was just going to clean it up, um, hopefully run and drive it around the neighborhood and then uh, tackle that passenger door because the door technically wasn't installed. It would latch, but the hinges where that mount where that mount exists was rusted away completely. Gotcha. So what was like, so when I, when I get, um, you know, talk to people about uh, having a new Bronco kind of, I think through, um, kind of a little bit of a checklist. Like I go down the checklist and I, obviously I start with the brakes, like, all right, we can't drive it if it doesn't stop. Then I go to, you know, the engine checking for fuel, air, spark, then I go through and start checking for leaks, you know, like obviously they leak everywhere, but like, is there anything like really badly leaking? And then I go to safety, you know, do I have steering, uh, uh seat belts and, um, does it actually steer and, uh, and then kind of, kind of drive it. Like, did you kind of go through any of that? Like, did you even get there or was it just kind of like, yeah, like here we go and, and just dive into it. I tried to be cool, but because I've been searching for 10 years for, to make this happen <laughs> and finally was in a position to do it. But now I was in La La Land. I, I did I, I did move it back in, in and out of his garage going like three miles an hour. It would stop beneath its own power. So that was good enough for me to get on a trailer and ratchet strap it down. So what color red is it? We didn't talk about color, but it's red oh, yeah. with a white top. Um, so it is the, I believe it's a candy apple red, uh, ranger. So it had the brown, brown houndstooth type interior, but most of that was gone or moldy. Oh, okay. So ballpark, if you don't mind my asking, uh, about what did you get for it? As a frame of reference, this was August of 2022. So kind of high price market. Um, this was a 1973 uncut running and driving Bronco Ranger which with little rust, I thought I purchased it for 12,500. That's great. Wow. Even if it was completely rusted and needed a body, uh, that's actually a pr pretty good price. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So like it has all the, almost all the trim, all the glass, all the lights, a lot of fundamentals that were there. So I was like, worst case scenario, like if for some reason this turns out to be a complete rust bucket, I think I'm in a good spot. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I'm on cloud nine thinking I stole this, but later come to find out I paid a pretty fair market price for that, I think. So you were pulling it, now we fast forward, you're pulling it in and out of your shop. So what has kind of been the process so far? Like what what have you done so far? Where are you in this in this process? And I, like, I met you, or uh, like we kind of met online cause I that started funny. Yeah, it does sound funny. Um, <laughs> in a, in a not weird way, I met you online, um, because you were posting videos about it. Like all of a sudden, um, you've got garage topics and you're, you're posting videos about it. What was kind of, what was your process? Like what were, what were some of the things that you were doing, um, meticulously, um, in this project? I'll back up a little bit. So I 
recently built a detached garage so that I would have a place to work. And like part of my whole mentality of doing that was so I had a place to store and work on a Bronco because it never would have worked out otherwise having a big rust bucket block my wife's car from <laughs> snow and stuff like that. I just didn't want to do that. So like a lot of money and time has gone into maybe making this a dream come true. But so I got it. I put around the neighborhood. My daughter, who was two at the time, would sit in the passenger seat sometimes just to go in and out of the garage for fun. And finally, I got to a point where I need to fix this passenger door. Um, and then before I did that, I tore all the carpet out, tore all the seats out, power washed the tub. And that's when I found the several, several pounds of Bondo and fiberglass. Oh, gallons. Oh. Um, the, yeah, it, it was a lot worse than I thought it was um, to the point of like it, 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 it's borderline needing an entirely new tub. The saving grace is that the firewall is mostly structural, but every, everything else really needs to be replaced. Pretty much every panel. Yeah, it, it, yeah. If, if like if you're going to go through the trouble of painting it, it, it needs everything. Yeah. Um, but so what I thought was just cutting off the lower half of the A pillar to just patch a new A pillar in. I right now have the A pillar gone, the kick panel gone, the inner fender gone, the rocker panel inner and outer, the entire floor where the front seats are at, all gone. It's all rusty. Well, so it, just so people know that the A pillar is what the door hinges bolt to so without it your doors open backwards which is not a good thing yeah so at that point when you found out the a pillars were kind of gone you had to make a decision right like do i fix this and how far do i dig in there and so where are you now in this process um i, I thought it, it didn't look that bad from the outside but once i tore apart that a pillar it's really like an inside it's a back and a front and then there's an inside of that and so when i tore it apart to look at the inside it was completely gone so i thought i'd just take off that a pillar but that that a pillar with the hinges attached attaches to a kick panel that kick panel was 50 percent bondo and random sheet metal stuffed in there so i had to take that out that was attached to the floor panel the floor panel was rusty and so that's where depression set in where <laughs> trying to find a trying to find a solid place where I could actually weld stuff to and thankfully the firewall is solid but literally every other piece of metal on this Bronco is questionable. I think I think you called me on that day. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then and I was like, I'm an idiot. Then I looked online and realized that I'm just part of the cult now because yeah. <laughs> part, of the, part of the tribe everyone's gone through this and now yep. i can you've been through your ride. initiation now yep. <laughs> yes yeah what uh engine transmission does it have yeah so it's a 73 has a 302 automatic um and so i wanted a i think it was a 72 and up i wanted one with a nine inch and a um dana 44 specifically but the drivetrain um the trim, everything was very similar to my dad's one, so it kind of resonated with me to buy it as well. Yeah, that's cool. Have you done anything uh, with the engine transmission brakes, anything like that? No, nothing. I the first thing I did was the turn signal um, didn't work; like they wouldn't turn on, and I thought I needed that to title it in the state of Kentucky. I really didn't, but so I replaced that. And while I was up there, I was like, I may as well replace the steering wheel. So it has a very nice wooden stainless steel <laughs> steering wheel but everything else is completely rusty it's your favorite part yeah <laughs> yeah it, it make it it brings me hope <laughs> there you go there you go 
Um, so part of the show that we always do is uh, DIY or PAY. Would you say uh, replacing the, the A pillar is a DIY or a PAY? Do it yourself or pay someone to do it? The majority of folks, I feel like it's a PIY. I thankfully have a designated space that I can work on it. I own a welder. I've done big mechanical projects, but this by far will be the biggest mechanical project I've ever done. Um, it, like, if I didn't have some background in doing this, I probably would have started looking for other people to assist me with going all out, either a new tub or patching and replacing everything to someone else. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a challenge that I'm willing to accept, but I've, I'm really passionate about Bronco, so that's what the tipping point was for me to consider doing it myself. I have, I have one last question. Uh, is your goal to, to get it to Supercell and drive it around this spring? Uh, yeah, worst case, I'll tow it there and, <laughs> and putz around in it. Um, I, I'd, I'd like to do that for Ford Fest coming up here in um, oh, yeah. early October. Um, but the plan is now to make it so that I can mount doors, mount seats, and then also, and then once I do that, instead of going further with the cosmetics, make the mechanical strong, make the frame and all the engine drivetrain brakes solid, then revisit making it look nice. Yeah, mechanics always come first. And if you can drive it, a rolling restoration is the absolute best because yeah. some people get to see it before and after, but mostly you get to appreciate what it was like driving it as you make improvements, like, oh, that's better. Oh, this is better. That's better. Even though it may look the same on the outside, you know it's better. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's, it's a mental game, too, of not sitting, having something sit for five years before I ever drive it. So <laughs> get it so I can drive it, feel better about it, and then slowly build up and make it nice. And also it gives me a, something to work on over time, too. Yeah. Well, where, how, can, uh, how can people follow your build, see pictures, all that? Sure. So I'm going to post videos about every update on my YouTube channel, Garage Topics. I also have an Instagram and Facebook page, same thing, Garage Topics, where I'll go through the whole painstaking process and fun, highs and lows, you name it, about the Bronco there. Well, Michael, thank you so much uh, for uh, giving us some time and uh, your your story is like so many others out there. So hopefully is a little inspiration for uh, for someone else who's who's dug into their project and found the, the amount of rust and Bondo that you have. So good luck on your project and uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks a lot, Ari. I appreciate it. Yeah, if you're in the same boat, go experience Broncos in an event and you'll realize soon that everyone's in the same boat. But yeah. Also, you can see the end, end product and give you a motivation to get it done. Yep. Exactly. Cool. Thanks, Michael. Catch you guys later. I got to tell you, one thing that Michael's story reminded me of is that Broncos are like onions. The more you peel back, the more you cry as you take the layers <laughs> off, you know, and you you just keep peeling it, you keep crying. Yep, yep. Well, that was good. That was a good. Uh, that was a good call. Having you know, being able to chat with him and and uh, talk about his his Bronco story, um, and like the other episode where we were talking, can you find a Bronco for cheap? Um, I thought we would just kind of do some uh, looking at a couple, only two this time, looking at a couple Facebook marketplace uh, Broncos oh, and yeah. just kind of talk about them. Like, and we're not trying to critique anyone, you know, we're not trying to, to uh, rag on anyone who might have overpriced their Bronco. That's not our, our goal. <laughs> <laughs> I love but, this uh, part. This yeah. was so much fun. I felt like we were going to buy Bronco. I know. It was fun. Um, all right. So this first one, looking at it, 
the the first Bronco is a nineteen seventy Ford Bronco. Oh, that's cool. It's uh twenty two thousand five hundred, and this is in uh, Denver, Colorado. It says unrestored original nineteen seventy DSO uh fifty one to Denver, and paint code two, which is new lime. Well, it says yellow. Um, yeah. Oh, it's not true. very limey anymore. No, it's <laughs> very faded. But if you've never seen this color in person, it is insane. It is lime, uh, like lime juice. I think they painted their uh, shop to match the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, this looks like a really nice truck. Well, uh, one thing that's cool about it, just looking at the side of it, everything's on it. It's 100% complete. And the front fender does not have a flare, but the rear one does have a flare. And that is absolutely what everybody did back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, looking at it, I mean, a lot of surface rust, rubber mat down, which is probably hiding some um, other rust that once you pull up that rubber mat, you're going to see some damage to the fenders, which is a is a bummer. So... I like originally looking at this, I'm like, oh man, keep that patina, like cool patina on the hood um, and uh, just some cool patina throughout the truck. But then there's, you know, some damage areas on the, the passenger fender and tailgates rusted through at the bottom, at the bottom. on one side, which is so pretty is normal. So is mine. <laughs> you know? It's pretty normal. But yeah. if you look at the front of the truck and you look where the grill meets the fenders, that's factory. Those fenders have never been unbolted. And look at the hood gaps. They're yeah. perfectly straight. This is, it looks like this truck's never been wrecked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like this is a this is a, a decent find for sure. Like, and you know, what we talked about last time is if you buy a truck in the, um, you know, this 20,000, 15 to $25,000 range, you're still gonna pay, you know, 30,000-ish to get it where you want it to be. And, and you know, there's, yeah, under the hood, it looks like the engine is a little bit of a basket case under there. Probably runs, but... <laughs> the valve yeah. covers are different colors. <laughs> Two different valve covers. <laughs> but that probably actually was on purpose. Look at that. That's Denver colors. That's Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. <laughs> Red and blue and <laughs> silver in the middle. Um, and so, you know, it looks like there's some definite issues that will need to be addressed. But this is a perfect, like, example of you could buy this and drive it you know, start with the brakes, check the brakes, uh, you know, going through that checklist that I talked about with Michael, you know, start with the brakes, then make sure you have fuel, air, and spark, then check for leaks, and then make sure your safety is on point. You know, you got your seat belts and, and uh, it's not going to kill you when you drive it, and, uh, and then work on your steering. And you could drive this thing around for a year or two as is, you know, it's like... Um, it has the original seats... Uh, looks like an original or period correct single hoop roll, roll bar. bar. Yeah. yeah, I mean it, it's every gasket is here. This truck's complete. Do you remember the guy at Supercell whose truck was really rusted through? And he's driven it across the United States. Yeah, like yeah. It, the body was not a concern. It was all mechanics, and he drives the thing to every single Supercell. Yep, Scott Schwartz. Okay, you do know who he is. Yeah, yep, that yep. truck is so cool to see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, this, yeah, this is definitely on par for that. 22,000 is hard for me to swallow for this just because it's still that sticker shock of like, man, that's what Broncos are going for these days. But 
that's what Broncos are going for these days, you know? And, and so, um, but yeah, I agree. I think, I think this is a, this is a cool one for sure. And, um, and you could drive it today and start, start, you know, just hanging out with it. So, yeah. This is one of those trucks where the patina on the hood's actually pretty cool. It is. And the roof has, it must've been off. It has almost no rust, but for me, this is a candidate for, you don't restore it. You just do the mechanics, yeah. make it drive the way you want to drive it, and just enjoy it. Yeah. You can wheel it. I mean, it's you know, fix the body later, but everybody, you know, I think they get captivated, a lot of people, with the $250,000 Broncos. And it's like, well, but then you can't wheel it. Right. You, know, you don't want to ever drive it anywhere. You can't park it next to something else. But <laughs> this truck... People aren't going to park next to you. Yeah. <laughs> and people are going to give you thumbs up down the road. Yeah, it's absolutely. Awesome. Um, if you bought this, what would you do to it? What would be the first thing that you did? Lift it, big wheels and tires. Yeah. It has a manual transmission, which I would leave in it because they're actually, a, a, they're so much fun to drive. Yeah. But long-term, probably switch it to an automatic. And I, I dig the patina. I, you know, I'd, probably replace the rocker that's all smashed in yeah. and, uh, but try to match the paint. If you could do one thing to make this a better deal, what would it be? Automatic. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah if it, Swapping it. Yeah. It was an automatic. Yeah. I would say replacing the fender. Like the, the fender is the one, one part where I'm just like, oh man. Cause I would almost, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I guess the rocker panels are all rusted out too, but yeah, the dents don't bother me in the fender. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's what bothers me. The rust doesn't bother me as much, but the dents, I'm like, ah. So for me, the coolest thing this guy could do, let's say you lived in Denver and you bought this truck. The coolest thing you could do is drive it to Supercell. Like oh, get it yes. running and drive it to Supercell and just show it up with the ad. And people are like, you drove that all yeah. the way here? Yep. It's like, yeah, I did. That'd be cool. All right, Bronco number two, much cheaper. 9,500 to 1972 Ford Bronco. This one uh, is 302, two barrel carb out of a Ford F-150, J-type three-speed transmission on the column, moved to the floor with a Hearst Hearst T-style shifter, three-inch rough country suspension and 33 BFGs that are dry-rotted, Basically, there's a running, uh, rolling chassis. Did a, they did a full compression to test the motor before they started a, a teardown. So full compression to test the motor means they've never run it. Like, this has never run before. Whoa. Now that's a project. And it, it's how much? 9,500. Wow. So, I mean, no front apron at all. So that, someone's removed the inner fenders and the core support. So you got to rebuild all that. Well, it looks like they were trying to make this a wheeler, like an off-road vehicle. So they're probably going to try to build a tubular front end um, and thought, oh yeah, we'll do that. I, I mean, got a giant. That's, that's a freight train bumper. You know, the <laughs> switcher cars, <laughs> that's what that's off of. Yep. Someone pulled this behind um, a... RV or something, but I mean, this is, this is pretty, pretty much. The fenders are cut. Yeah. Someone did a new dash, but they've, (laughs) 
already made provisions for all the things that they wanted in the dash. It's a one, two, three, four, five giant square holes in the dashboard. Yep, and then you got the hearse shifter here, and then your T-case shifter. But, yeah, it, interesting, I mean, fenders. So, so does it say, does it have a title and a matching VIN and frame? Like, you assume for $10,000 you're getting all that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, yeah, it, it, I think it does clean well, title. So for me, looking at that in today's market, you know, eight thousand bucks. If if for eight thousand dollars you get a good frame, a VIN that you can read, the title, <clears throat> and or and not the glove box because you can get another VIN tag from um, Marty Auto. But um, this truck, you know, for almost $10,000, you do get a 302. You are getting a Dana 44 in the front. It's got the, uh, you do get, you know, a good rear end. So there are a bunch of good parts on this, although it's a manual. So you're going to buy an automatic most likely. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for me, it's like, it's priced right. Yeah. Yeah. I, it is. It's just, again, one another one of those examples of like gulp. You know, yeah. that's how much Broncos are worth these days. But but it is, and they're high. And yeah, I mean, if I bought that, it would be, all right, let's take it from ground up, you know, and, and start this thing all over, get a new body for it, and just start, start it from there. But yeah. Well, it's like Michael's story. You know, you, you think you've got something you can work with, and you start taking it apart, and then you realize, you know, there's two roads to this end. You can take the long, hard road and do it all yourself. And it is a ton of work and you might save money, but you spent time and it might not turn out as nice as a new body, but you're working with the original body. So there's some real trade-offs. I'm emotional. I like original stuff if you can save it. I mean, at some point, you know, you just got to say like on that truck we just looked at, the second one, you know you're not going to use the body. But um, so you get into that when you buy these trucks. It's like, you know, you can get all attached to the truck and think it's rust-free and find out it's not. And it's like, well, okay. So you almost have to buy some of these going long-term. If I'm keeping this, I'm probably going to need a body. So there's almost $20,000 because you're not going to put rusty door handles and rusty dash and gauges and shifter handles. And you're not going to put, dented trim on a brand new $20,000 body. Yeah. So it's more than $20,000, you yeah. know, so <laughs> it literally takes a whole nother direction. So, you know, I like the drivers, that first truck you could drive, that second truck, you're not going to be driving it anytime soon, but no. that's 10,000 versus 22,000. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, in today's market to get a, a driver, it's, it's in the twenties, you know, so yeah, to get a VIN number, it's in the tens. <laughs> yeah. It's is, eight to 10. It yeah. used to be three to five, yeah. you know, um, but they're in such demand that, uh, well, uh, you know, like when Michael was talking about, he's standing there and people are offering him more money while he's trying to write a check. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. So, I can't imagine the intensity of that yeah. moment, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. the decimal's in the wrong spot. Right. <laughs> well, uh, that is it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you for listening. But before we go, I promised you, at the beginning of the episode, we're going to announce the winner 
of the $500 Tom's swag and $500 not just in swag, but $500 gift card and swag giveaway. And the winner is, drum roll, please, Mr. Marcus Jones. You right. have won. Uh, it was a it was a it was a toss up there. I, I don't know if, if it was a toss up at all, but Marcus, you won. And uh, <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of people that entered. Um, we'll be doing uh, some other giveaways uh, in the future, so stick around for that. Congratulations, Marcus. Maybe we'll have him call in on the podcast in a couple of weeks. Tell us what he bought with his five hundred dollars. Yep, exactly. Did he buy exactly. one thing or a bunch of small things? Ooh, what would you buy? <laughs> Uh, I need a bunch of small things right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You can see the shop. It's surrounded with stuff that we just unpacked. So, because we're yeah. building two trucks, but right now I need small things. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you're at Ford Fest, come and say hey. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to The Broncast, a podcast all about the Ford Bronco. We'd like to thank this season's sponsor, Tom's Off Road for all your Gen 1 and Gen 6 Bronco parts. Our technical producer and audio editor is Josh Toller, a freelance podcast mixer, editor, and trumpet player extraordinaire right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Find our video, podcasts, and other materials on our YouTube channel, Nashville Early Bronco. Thanks again for listening to the broadcast. We'll see you next week.